What do you think? I think I have a burning heart, but that might be the sausage I had for lunch. Burning heartburn. Travel back in time to the eighties, reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. <laughs> and the technology. Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the eighties. <laughs> You say stuck in the 80s? Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. I'm your host, Steve Spears, and I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be a darker than usual edition of 80s News Now. With me as always, the search is over. He was with me all the while. It's Brad in L.A. Oh, Steve, it's not the eye of the tiger that we're so sad about today, but it's pretty darn close. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to waste any time. we got a lot of items to go through today. The first one's pretty obvious. Let the show begin. Survivor fans are still trying to wrap their heads around the sudden death of former lead singer Jimmy Jameson. He died Sunday from a heart attack at his home in Memphis, Tennessee at age 63. Mr. Jameson was the lead singer for Survivor during his high-octane later years of the 80s from 1984 to 1989. He joined the band when Dave Bickler suffered vocal problems. Uh, by that time, Survivor had already achieved uh, some success with hits like Poor Man's Son and Eye of the Tiger. But uh, Mr. Jameson left in 1989, only to return in 2000, and he was still performing with Survivor as recently as last month. Brad, when you think of Survivor, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? I mean, I will say the first thing I think of is Eye of the Tiger. Um, but then I also think immediately of that, and I know we've talked about this on the podcast, this great Starbucks commercial. I just thought that was so funny. They were so willing yeah, to kind of... I, I they frankly were in I on the to laugh, right. so I appreciate that. I still remember, was it Monday night? Monday or Tuesday night? Monday night, I think, you messaged me and you had the link to the, the story. And I thought, oh, God, not a, yeah. I just can't... Yeah, another one. <sighs> too much. Brad, do you know what the leading cause of death is for men under the age of 45? Uh, actually, I do. What is it? It's injury and violence. Okay, so so basically an accident, right? Yeah, yeah. The leading cause of death for men over forty-five, um, I'm, heart disease. Yeah. 
How old are you, Brad? I am 47, as you well know. I am 47. I have done nothing today to prevent uh, my rendezvous with death. Well, did you, did you eat your traditional stick of butter for breakfast? <laughs> it wasn't far from it. I feel really bad. It's like, uh, I don't know. I, I, there's no, I can't joke about a death. No, and but, I mean, you are taking care of yourself. I know you are. Better. Steve. I know you're doing better. better. So um, I've never seen Survivor Live, have you? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Now, Sean Daly and I did an interview with the founder of Survivor, Frankie Sullivan, years ago. And I don't remember if we used it on the podcast or not. I know we used it for a print story. Yeah. And he was a really enthusiastic guy. And he spun some amazing stories about Eye of the Tiger and stuff like that. And, man, when it came to picking five great songs by Survivor when Jimmy Jameson was with him, it's it's a hard thing to do because really they're all pretty good. I mean, they yeah. they, he, they did not drop off at all. They had an amazing series of hits. Do you have a favorite song from the Jimmy Jameson era? You know that I love a good montage, and I'm especially a sucker for training montages in Rocky movies. I'm going to go with Burning Heart. I mean, how could you argue with a clip in which Rocky gets stronger by carrying progressively larger pieces of lumber around Russia? <laughs> right. Plus, it's a Cold War movie. It's you know, sh- you know, I don't think it was filmed in Russia, but you know, whatever. It's supposed to be Russia. I, I love that song. Um, oh man, you know, I was supposed to interview um, Mike Reno from Loverboy this week, and I got an email from his publicist today saying. Um, I don't know if you heard, but but Mike was really close with Jimmy, and you know he's taking this kind of hard, and you know well, I, be, I would think so. I mean, yeah, sixty three is not that old. I mean, okay, in the eighties, sixty three was ancient, but from where we sit right. now, eh. you know, Mike Reno's fifty nine, and so he's like, you know, do you mind if Mike puts it off till next week? And I'm like, no, I don't mind at all. And uh, and I had read what what Mike had had written on his Facebook page earlier. He he had written something. It said, uh, quote. It's with a heavy heart that I announced my good friend and fellow rocker Jimmy Jameson has passed away at the young age of 63. Uh, this one is especially hard for me as he was a brother to me and I loved him dearly. I'm in shock right now, as I'm sure many who knew Jimmy are. We will miss his huge heart and beautiful smile, not to mention his awesome voice and great songwriting talent. I'm going to miss you, buddy. We're all going to miss you, Mike Reno. That's tough. <sighs> so do you have a do you have a favorite song from the from the Jimmy era yeah I can't hold back and so I'm going to pick the song I can't hold back Ah, I don't feel any better. I really don't. No, I don't, I don't either. I don't either. Well, Jimmy Jameson, rest in peace. Um, I hope Survivor continues on and honors you with their music. In the meantime, we press on here at Stuck in the 80s. 
This is no longer an 80s blog. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. And I'm not entirely convinced that a reboot of National Lampoon's Vacation is a good idea. How about you, Brad? Uh, I'm okay with it. Okay. Because it's not a reboot. If I wasn't in uniform, I'd split your skull with the butt of this revolver faster than you could say police brutality. Well, officer, whatever it is I've done, I'm sure I can explain. Uh, it's always a reboot. Reboot is Hollywood for, for saying don't call a remake. But uh, this week they had some casting announcements. Uh, according to the Hollywood reporter, Ed Helms will star as Rusty Griswold, the grown son of Clark Griswold, who takes his own family on a summer trip, just like the one he was forced to uh, endure in the 1983 movie. Do you think he'll wear a beret? <laughs> I hope so. That, to be honest, of all the of all the <laughs> of all the vacation <laughs> movies, my favorite Rusty moment is the beret moment. And so. there's European boobies in that one too. Oh yeah, Russell Griswold. Oi, going, my good man. Anyway, so joining Helms are Christina Applegate as his wife and Chris Hemsworth as the husband of Rusty's sister, Audrey, a uh, part that has yet to be cast. So. Nice. And, and, of course, you know Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo are expected to make the usual cameos. Uh, shooting is supposed to begin this month, and uh, no release date has been announced yet. See, I think they can do a great job with this. I, I mean, okay, look, it's always possible to screw it up, but I think there's a lot of – you know, a road trip movie? Okay, yeah, let's make a road trip movie that has lots of little touches and callbacks to the original Vacation series. I think that they could do a good job. I think this could be a good movie. Clark, under the circumstances, I wouldn't mind if we just went home. In retrospect, it seems like a pretty bad idea driving out. It's been one disaster after another. I think you're all in the head. We're ten hours from the f***ing fun park and you want to bail out. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. Yeah, I you know, I originally was going to argue the point that I didn't think that Rusty was the right character re- to remake a movie about. But when I start to think about it, who else would it be? I mean, Audrey was always the weakest character. Yeah. I mean, and plus it was this whole um father-son thing with the first movie. So of course it needs to be Rusty. Yeah, he has to share a beer with his first <laughs> whoever, you know. Uh, I still remember the first beer I ever sh- shared with my dad. It was a black label. Nice. You ever had a black label? I don't believe I have. It's like it's like this horrible swill water from Canada, I think. I believe it's I'm gonna blame it on Canada. But well, it's it's blame Canada. It was pretty bad. And my dad used to, that was all my dad had and he would um the refrigerator would be stocked with it. And so when when I would go to parties and I would like steal his beer to take to the parties. Like I brought some black label. label and I would try to, you know, trade it for better beer. You the, the exchange rate Here, try this. Yeah. The exchange <laughs> rate on black label was like six to one. <laughs> I'll give you a Bud Light for six of your black labels. And I'm like, Oh, oh Steve, that's 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 unfortunate. That's Canadian exchange rate. So did you when you were a kid, did you take road trip vacations with your family? Yeah, but we did it um like we lived in Florida and my the rest of my family still lived in Ohio. And they all they all okay. live down here now. Okay. So every summer we would go up to Ohio and we would uh we would go in my dad's work van and he was a uh he was like an air conditioning He was a he was a butcher. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better. He was an air conditioning repairman for movie theaters. And oh, so nice. he um we clear out the back of the van and they put a mattress back there, which that would have been great when I was in high school. <laughs> the sign on the back said free candy. <laughs> yeah. And so 
you know, he and my mom would be up front driving, and then me and my younger sister, she's four years younger than me, we would just be back like bouncing sleep, around. Yeah, bouncing around, sleeping all day on the. So would the, your dad drive straight through? Is that the same no? Kind of thing we'd that stop. My dad at, would do. We'd stop in Atlanta to visit his parents, and then I know one year we stopped in Tennessee to go to the World's Fair when it was in Knoxville. Oh, nice. Which, which when it appears in The Simpsons, I, I laugh my ass off. That's funny. Um, did you used to do the family vacation? Yeah, I mean, my dad was a college professor, so in the summers he had lots of time and no money because that was back in the day when you know they wouldn't pay you for those three months. So I honestly, as as an adult, I'm not sure how we had any food to eat in August, but you know, time was time was available, so we would drive to see my grandparents in Illinois or whatever. But the worst, the absolute worst of it was a couple summers when I was, I think it was before my eighth grade and freshman year in high school, my dad took a job as the orchestra conductor at an opera camp. <laughs> Have I told this story? No, but so, it sounds so good. Uh, it was awful. So we, you know, pile in the car and we drive to the, the Ozarks in Arkansas and I would cash out six weeks of my summer, basically <laughs> sitting around wishing I was dead. So basically like any other ninth grader. Yeah. Right? You know, I just think there's so much you could do with a road trip movie. My my sad trips to opera camp, notwithstanding. And my sad trips to Ohio. Ugh. I don't ever want to go back. So. Well, let's go forward then. This is sudden and very sad news for 80s fans, myself in particular. Whitney Matheson who has written a nostalgia-filled pop culture blog called Pop Candy on USA Today for 15 years. 15 years was laid off today as we record this. I literally found out 10 minutes before we started recording the show. Um, Even though Whitney and I never met in person, uh, I read her blog every day. Um, I got a lot of tips from her on breaking 80s news. She and I would email back and forth over the years, and I think I even wrote a guest blog or two for her over, over the last 10 years or so. Always really smart, always really on point, well-written. That's that's just a shame. And I know there's some Stuck in the 80s uh, listeners out there who found out about me through Whitney, so I really appreciate that too. Um, I, don't know what, I don't know what's becoming of journalism, especially digital journalism, when you let someone go – like her, I mean, she's she writes the. She, I mean, she's the best at what she did. Yeah, she's cranking out content. She's digital. Yeah. I mean, she's digital. She's yeah. a, cele- a digital celebrity. I mean, what what is going through the mind of USA Today? I, I don't know. There's really there's really absolutely no reason now for me to ever go to their website. Yeah. So I'm I'm stunned and. Uh, but I, I mean, Whitney is so connected. I know she'll find something amazing to do, and we'll be reading her again soon. So stay tuned. It's fun. As soon as she announces where she's going, I will be the first to uh, to spread the news. Oh man, this is depressing. Okay, cheer me up, Brad. So you want me to cheer you up, Steve? Yeah. Okay, here, I got something for you. 30 years ago. 30 years ago, yes. The day Van Halen... Wait, this isn't cheerful. 
the day Van Halen died. What? On September 2nd, 1984, Michael Anthony, David Lee Roth, Eddie Van Halen, and Alex Van Halen played their very last gig together as Van Halen. Let us take a moment to pause briefly for this guitar solo. The show was at Nuremberg, Germany, site of a couple other famous things, maybe a trial or two. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an unusual minor, place. Some, some minor footnotes, uh, <laughs> Van Halen, and then the, some trials. Uh, it was part of a series of Monsters of Rock festival dates, uh, and David Lee Roth <laughs> left the band after those concerts and wouldn't be back until 2007. Are you sure it wasn't the Monsters of Rick festival dates? I'm pretty sure it wasn't the Monsters of Rick. <laughs> my 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 kingdom for a copy editor. <laughs> oh, I love how I catch a typo that I made ten two seconds before Brad has to read it. I'm like, what's he doing? Oh, so um, I f- <laughs> Monsters of Rick. <laughs> Monsters of Rick. Rick Schroeder. Rick Springfield. Rick, Springfield. Rick James. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be a great festival. Um. So I looked online, and sometimes, you know, if you go to setlists.fm, I think it's called, you can get set lists for bands going back for years and years and years. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. It I is. I love that website. Um, now, not, it's, not, it's not complete. No. But they did have the September 2nd, 1984 set list for Van Halen. Are you ready for this? Hit me, brother. <sighs> Unchained, Hot for the Teacher, On Fire, Running with the Devil, Little Guitars, House of Pain. I'll wait. Everybody wants some. Pretty Woman, 1984, Jump, Panama, and you really got me. Oh, my God. I got goosebumps. How much would you pay? Uh, How much would you pay to see that original lineup do that set list again? I would pay all dollars. How much would you pay if I um, bribed you to go back into the kitchen right now and fill me up another wild turkey and club soda? (laughs) It's a long walk from where I'm sitting, Steve. But you know what's a short walk? The The Seggies. Ah, the mystical refrain of Wild Turkey Mailbag. Delicious. As with all previous shows, I'm going to imbibe in a drink right now and let Brad read emails. Take it away, Brad. I'd be happy to, Steve. It's delicious. Ah, and refreshing. Okay, our first letter starts. Hello, Steve. I'm an L.A.-based reader of your blog and listener to your podcast, having first learned of both about a year ago. In the intervening months, I've become a regular. Though I've never written before. Uh Uh-oh, where have we heard that before? (laughs) I felt compelled to contact you regarding the death of Jimmy Jameson. Your recent blog post notes that Jameson last performed with Survivor in 2006, but in reality, he was fronting the band as recently as last month. I had the opportunity to see them in a free outdoor concert here in downtown L.A. about a month ago, and I now count it as one of my favorite 80s experiences. Our wonderful 80s culture is passing from us too quickly, and Jameson's death is yet another reminder that we must take every opportunity to see these bands as often as possible. No telling how long we'll have them. Most of my free time here in L.A. is spent chasing the 80s, whether that be attending film screenings, watching 80s TV, or going out to hear the bands. And your blog has become a regular part of that routine as well. Thank you. Respectfully, wow, this guy's he's got some manners on him. Respectfully, Matthew Worley. 
Ah, and here's the best part of the letter. By the way, like your co- oh, it's not. By the way, I like your co-host Brad. <laughs> Darn, I take it all back. By the way, like your co-host Brad, I also attended Retro Futura at the Greek. Nice. Yeah, I literally got that email five minutes before the show started. So that's what we call just in time segmentizing. I did not have a chance to verify whether or not Matthew Worley is an actual human being. And not simply Brad in L.A. How many middle names do you think I have? I don't know. You know, the, the whole thing of Survivor and the way that their lead singers have come and gone, it's a little hard to follow. Yeah. But but he's correct. I mean, um, and a couple of people have pointed out to me that my blog item's incorrect and I need to fix it. So I will do that as soon as the haze of the whiskey wears off. Excellent. So what would that be in 2016? Um, I don't know. I just can't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> Nice callback. Oh, we got another letter, right? We do. And here's our second letter. Uh, Dear Stephen Brad, so I listen to your podcast in the car on my commute to work. On my way to work, I drop off my five-year-old daughter at school. Your recent episode nearly had me driving off the road, trying to get to my iPod fast enough to hit stop before I had to answer a lot of awkward questions about jawbreakers and why Mr. Drew was being covered in bleeps. Mr. Drew. For heavens, Mr. Drew, potty mouth. We tried to stop him. We really did try to stop him, Brent. No, we didn't. Uh, no, we didn't. For heaven's sake, guys, the explicit tag exists to keep schmoes like me from playing inappropriate content in front of impressionable kindergartners. <laughs> he has a point. While your show will occasionally drift into blue territory, this was a bit off the deep end. Maybe have a porn in the 80s show and deal with it there? So, thanks, stuck in the 80s. Your friend, Brent Hayes. Now, do you think that really deserved an explicit tag? Well, I don't know. I mean, we we, we bleeped that love another. We bleeped the crap out of that one. Yeah. Can you say crap? You can say crap, right? Uh, well, you just did. Yeah, but I don't, know if I, I don't know if I bleeped it or not. I don't know. Maybe I'll beep it. <laughs> Beeping is funny. We yeah. know that now. Yeah. We know that now. Yeah. I mean, uh, Okay, we we did we push some boundaries here stuck in the eighties. Every now and oh, then we do. No. I, I don't even. I don't know. I, I understand. I mean, you know, if you have a kindergartner in there, yeah, that's probably. Uh, we're we're sorry. We'll 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 try to keep it, you know, closer to the edge. Yeah, and don't forget, it really is all Drew's fault. <laughs> and don't forget, we're still looking for some great stories from people who want to get a spot on the time machine, my seat on the time machine. And go back in time and fix some sort of historic wrong that was committed on in their past. So, um, yeah, a, you know, a personal one. We don't want to hear about going back to kill Hitler. <laughs> yeah, no, it has to be in their past. So unless it's like, yeah, you know, our grandfather emailing in. Uh, I kind of wish I could go back and take away the uh, Vegas girlfriend story from the last podcast because I've already had like one or two people contact <laughs> me and say, "You did what to her after three hours?" I'm like, whoa, you can't believe everything you hear on Stuck in the 80s. I'm like, uh, but that's pretty much true. Hey, look, something shiny. Yeah. Ah, look, look, here's Mr. Drew. Say a few more words. You've got mail. Hey, breaking news. A third email just came in. you got to be kidding me. No, no, we've got time for this, right? Well, yeah, I've got time for it. If you've yeah, got time I, for I, it. I have no life. What are we talking about? The listeners have no say in this. So this email is from Gary and Gilroy. And um, I'm not going to lie to you. Probably better if Brad read this one. <laughs> well, let me take it away then, Steve. Here we go. Gary writes, Gentlemen, I have two comments about the latest episode of Stuck in the 80s. First off, Brad, at the risk of offending you, I've never been a member of Team Williams. Aww. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll address his points, but not right now. 
I'm beginning to rethink this position after hearing the most recent installment of Reader Mailbag. The big reveal was brilliant. Hearing the wind knocked out of Steve was hilarious. He didn't know what hit him. I think the only thing that would have been more epic would have been if there was a jawbreaker callback involved. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, no jawbreakers. No jawbreakers. Maybe I could get the time machine slot to go and do that in the podcast. Okay. Nah, that's, that's crazy talk. Secondly, Steve, for all the reasons there are to take your time machine back to the Vegas meetup, there is one reason why you shouldn't. The breakup episode. It may be too close to home for you to realize, but this episode is worthy of a podcasting award. Do they exist? Well, I've never seen one, but I'm sure they exist. Uh, the top five movie scenes, top five songs, great interview, genuine outpouring of heart, along with the brilliant production tying it all together, make for one of the most compelling episodes of the series. It is on the list of what makes Gary and Gilroy cry. Uh-huh. On top of that, I would like to nominate I've Done Everything For You to the covers list. I saw Sammy Hagar play that one live, 1985, on the VOA tour. He introed the song by saying... Here's a song I wrote that some other guy got famous for. That guy was Rick Springfield. You don't think he was playing the Monsters of Rick, was he? <laughs> anyway, that is the letter we got as wow. as we record from Gary and Gilroy. Wow. Um, well, I'm I'm touched that um, the breakup episode makes makes him cry. It, it is still one of my favorite episodes, and I—it's a great episode. I, I listen to it. I—I I shouldn't admit this, but I probably listen to it once every three months or so because I really do get a kick out of the way it flows. Yeah, it's just so, fantastic. It's a strong episode, top to bottom. And you're right. If if it weren't for that, ep- if it weren't for the Vegas meetup, there wouldn't be a breakup episode, and I wouldn't be friends with Debbie Foreman. So that's true. Good point. That's um, true. And let me address the other point, Gary. <laughs> you, you can't offend me. I, I appreciate the candor. God um, knows we've tried. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, most of that stuff gets edited out. Um, yeah, you know. Hey, uh, different people connect with different things, and uh, just I'm grateful that you're still listening, even if you're not a member of Team Williams. Yeah. Woo! Three emails. Yeah, and that's I'm a spent. great one. I'm spent as always. Um, remember, we love we love to hear your stories about uh, pain from your past. We live on it. You could say it's our life energy, our chi, if you will. And mm. uh, send your chi to us. At or Vigo. S- <laughs> Vigo? Yeah, he sits he... on a throne of blood. Doesn't he also feed on the negative? Anyway. <laughs> you hated that movie. I can't believe you're like bringing it up now. Well, I, I, just because I hate it doesn't mean I don't remember it. Yes, he sits on a throne of blood. Um, email him to sit80s at gmail.com. Steve in the 80s at gmail.com or Brad in the 80s at gmail.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Uh, we'll play a snippet of a movie from the 80s, and if you can get it right, we're still kind of working on some prizes. Uh, Brad, fill people in on what we were talking about earlier today. Yeah, I think we got a line on some bottle openers. Bottle uh, openers. Yeah. Bottle openers. You know, something that we can put in the mail without needing to, you know, Put four dollars worth of postage on it, and but something that says stuck in the eighties. So you know, we'll 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 get there. We'll get there. Something you can put in your checked luggage, maybe. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Yes. Yes. that too. Pay attention. Here's the clip from our last show. 
Hello, this is Chuck to remind Bill to shut up. Yeah, that's Henry Winkler in Night Shift. Did you watch this after uh, after I played this in the podcast, or did you say I you did. couldn't find it? No, you I found did. It. It w- I found it. It was on DirecTV Video On Demand this month, so I did watch it. It's on. It's also on HBO Go, by the way. Oh, okay. Which I just got. So I'm- For a movie about prostitution, there is precious little nudity. Prostitution from the Latin. Yeah, no. <laughs> is there any? I mean... There's a little bit, and there's the one scene where the, you people are partying in a morgue. There's, oh, there's a some bit in that breasts, scene. right? Yeah. I get, we could say breasts, right? Absolutely. Okay, I'm just making sure. Okay, read some of the winners. Okay, winners include Don Leach, Kurt in Dirty Jersey, Pinhead, <laughs> Gary, Mom, I never toss off in Oklahoma. Well, I never <laughs> toss off in Oklahoma either. <laughs> Wait a minute. You were old. How old? Yes, you did. I didn't say I didn't say I didn't I say I don't now. Oh, okay. You did then though. Oh, well, duh. Okay, I'm just saying. <clears throat> and we're back. Sorry, Brent. Uh, Rick Carl. <laughs> this does. Rick- we have to put the explicit tag on this one. We don't have to put the explicit no, tag on this one. No, no, no. Rick Korolik. Rick Korolik. We'll go with that. Sorry, Rick. Tom in Austria. Chris from South Lyon. Marty Moose in El Paso. Tony in Indy. Sergeant Bravo, Padre Paul in the Twin Cities. Hey, can I Do- stop for a second right here? Certainly. Padre Paul in the Twin Cities knows that we had a movie about prostitution. Now, even he admits that in his line of duty, he probably shouldn't know this. But I'm just going to assume that Padre Paul was on a Padre back in the early 80s. So That's probably true. Again, explicit tag not needed. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Dim, Christian Lopez in Minnesota, Todd in Minnesota. Robert Jordan, Rush Cress, Jeff Hollis, Rob the Snyderman Snyder, and it's Steve Crosby. Hey, 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 it's Bud Albert, and I'm going to sing a song for you, and Bill's going to show you a thing or two. I I love, by the way, did you used to watch um, that on Saturday morning cartoons? Bud Albert? Oh, yeah. yeah, I still use that. He's like school on vacation, no class. <laughs> I just like the fact that we might learn a lesson or two. Yeah, if you're not careful. <sighs> I feel better now. I feel um, not so glum, but uh, I have a feeling this feeling will end about nine in the morning. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. I work at a savings and loan. I can't play these video games. Sure you can, pal. You look like an astral athlete if I ever saw one. If you know it, email us at sit80s at gmail.com. And tune in next week to find out if you're a... Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. Wow, we sure had fun today. <laughs> ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. The soothing... Most historical of all psyches and stuff. I feel so so swaddled and comfy. My, my, my resting heartbeat is coming down. Oh, good. Although I'm going to eat some chicken balls after this, and then they'll go racing right back up again. But they're so tiny. <laughs> so t- they're chicken cordon blue balls. <laughs> I rented that. I rented that once. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, pay attention. Here's our clip from the last show. 
That's Say You, Say Me from Lionel Richie. Say you, say me. Say it for always. That's the way it should be. I'm sort of going through like a um, White Knights thing lately. I don't know if you knew that about me. No, back. no, I didn't. Are you uh, Are you going back to Russia? I am going back to Russia. So only if they've forced the plane to land there. I, yeah. I've met a couple people lately who told me they've never seen White Knights. Really? You've seen it, right? I have. It's been a long. I haven't seen it since it was. No, out, it's not a movie. You, you don't name check it every day. And I just probably. <laughs> There's probably maybe one 80s fan out there who has like, oh, yeah, I've got that on DVD. I mean, <laughs> we were looking at we we're looking at taking a trip to the UK next year. And so Katie was looking at airfares and she's finding these great deals. She's like, what's Aeroflot? Oh, no. <laughs> like, we are not flying the Russian national airline through through Moscow to get to London. Oh, kind of cool, though. <laughs> it's cheap. Is it, it is, is it is it quicker to get to London? Oh no, 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 yeah, no. It's not quicker to go through Moscow. Okay, I'm just curious. And you might get stuck there, and then you'd have to find somebody to dance with. But then you can like take a nocturnal sightseeing tour of the city and quote Firefox the whole time. Oh, so that's another na- movie you don't hear people name check except for me. Yeah. Okay. In the suspense, read some winners. Our winners include Dave, class of '84, Cedillo, Jeff, brace yourself, brace, and Chester. Irish Dave, Oliver the Bard Bardenhire, Marty Moose in El Paso, Sergeant Bravo, Peter Ryan in Montreal, Tim in Harrisburg, PA, Jeff Hollis, Shazam from St. Louis, Charles from Yorktown, Scott in New Hampshire, and it's Steve Crosby. I miss old Crosby. We had a good time that night. Uh, I wish he could have hung out with us longer. We I wish met- I could remember it better. <laughs> you were trash. We met Steve Crosby when we were in Vegas the last time for a uh, – what was the Lost 80s tour? Yeah, it was – was it last summer? It was last year about this time. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery tune. If you know it, email us at sitages at gmail.com. Uh, Steve in the 80s or Brad in the 80s at gmail.com. Tune in next week to find out if you are a... Oh, I'd love to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. That is what I truly like to be. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Just one Cocoa Krispies taste sends you to this chocolatey place. A jungle team in chocolate that goes snap, crackle, pop a lot. Cocoa Krispies taste so fine. It's like swinging from a Cocoa van. Kellogg's Cocoa Krispies, part of this complete breakfast. Get that Cocoa Krispies taste, leave a chocolatey smile on your face. Snap, crackle, pop, Cocoa Krispies. We're back, and we only have a few minutes left. Um, a couple of quickie items of news. One, uh, Brad just saw the Retro Futura tour in L.A. How did it go? Oh, my gosh, Steve. It was fantastic. It was such a great show. I mean, just wall to wall, first first note to last note. It was just a great night. I mean, it, it's 
it's given me hope that perhaps the 80s festival show format is not completely dead. I, I hope not. I really hope not. They're supposed to be here in Orlando um, a week from today, Wednesday, September 10th. And um, if you are in the Orlando area and you have not bought tickets yet, I will come to your house like at three in the morning and rattle your door. Dudes will be paid. You need to go. I mean, it just everybody was, everyone was up, everybody was on, everybody sounded good. All the acts were glad to be there. I mean, my son, I took my 15 year old son, and China Crisis comes on. I, you know, I couldn't pick a China Crisis name song out of a hat and recognize it, but they just were so, they had such this great energy up there. My son turns to me and he's like, I don't know any of this stuff, but it's hard not to root for them. They're having such a good time up there. Oh, wow. You know? You know, it was just great. And Tom Bailey sounds fantastic. We're going to see him again. We'll see him again this next year. I know it. Movie theaters around the country have been showing Ghostbusters again uh, to celebrate the film's 30th anniversary. So I went um, with uh, Lisa, one of my stuck in 80s friends here in Orlando. We went and saw the show Sunday in Winter Park and I was trying to erase the bitter memories. Yeah, you you needed to reset that. Yeah, but the, the deal was it was like a noon showing that we went to. It was like a hundred degrees outside. Um, by the time I get in and in my seat, I'm like I'm sweating like Roger Ebert. And uh, <laughs> like, can I get another towel over here? And so finally, like you know, the lights kick off, the air conditioner kicks on, the movie starts, and then I spend the next two hours fighting to keep my eyes awake. Oh no! You never, you've been no. like that in the movie theater yeah. where you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, oh, it's so nice and cool. Oh, I just want to sit there. Cocoon. Yeah, I just want to take a nap. And um, so yeah, but it, it was it was good. They remastered it. It was fun. There was there wasn't a whole lot of people in the cinema, but but people enjoyed it. You know, Lisa laughed along. It had been a long time since she'd seen it. I I had just seen it because we did that Ghostbusters podcast. We did the podcast, yeah. so it wasn't quite you know. I, I want to say that the ghosts have been exercised. Exorcised. I, was gonna say, I what, need exercise. For a jog or something? I need exercise. Oh, wow. They need to be exorcised. So, in any case, that's good news. And so, anyway, hopefully, I know it's been kind of a grim, stuck in these episode, you know, with Jimmy Jameson and, um, and then the, the news about uh, the Whitney Matheson and even and even the uh, the death of the original line of a Van Halen. But uh, I know we'll yeah. rally. We will. I know we'll rally. We we rise. We rise. Steve, we rise. <laughs> we have a special podcast. I don't want to pimp it too much because I don't want to jinx it. But uh, if all goes according to plan, a stuck in the 80s friend will be here live in Orlando. Not Sean Daly. Another stuck in the 80s friend will be here live in Orlando. and We have other friends. <laughs> and we'll record our next podcast live here from the lair with me. And Brad will still be in L.A. So yeah, sadly, I'm not giving. I'm not going to give away what the topic of that show will be just yet. But uh, it's going to be good. Be good. There's a survivor connection. See if you can figure that one out. In the meantime, yeah, yeah, there is. Survivor had a song on the soundtrack of this movie. Okay, so you've said too much. I've said too much. In the meantime, Brad, myself, and mystery guest to be named later, we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the eighties. Stuck in the 80s is a Class of 85 production. Please listen responsibly. Yeah.